This is the World in Brief from the Economist. Our top stories: The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot of January 6, 2021, recommended that the Justice Department charge Donald Trump with four federal crimes. They are obstruction of justice, conspiracy to defraud the United States, aid to an insurrection, and making false statements to the government. The referrals carry no legal weight. Prosecutors are conducting their own probe of the former president's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The Bank of Japan adjusted its yield cap in a surprise tweak to its ultra-loose monetary policy. Yields on 10-year bonds will now have an upper limit of 0.5%, up from 0.25%. Forecasters had predicted no such change. The BOJ's commitment to maintaining its yield cap is seen as an anchor helping to keep borrowing costs low around the world. The yen surged against the dollar in response. Members of Congress, America's legislature, unveiled an omnibus spending bill worth 1.7 trillion dollars. The bill is the outcome of negotiations between top Democrats and Republicans and funds the American government for the 2023 fiscal year. It also provides 44.9 billion dollars in additional assistance to Ukraine and NATO and bans TikTok, a Chinese-owned social media platform, on government phones. Congress must pass the bill by Friday to avoid a government shutdown. Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, admitted that the situation in the four regions of Ukraine that his country annexed in September is extremely difficult. Mr. Putin also called for increased surveillance in Russia and its borders to tackle the emergence of new threats. On Monday, Mr. Putin travelled to Belarus. To meet Alexander Lukashenko, his thuggish counterpart there. A court in Germany found a 97-year-old woman guilty of complicity in the murders of more than 10,500 people at a Nazi concentration camp. Ermgard Fürchner worked as a secretary for the commander of the Stutthof camp near Gdansk, now in Poland. She was given a two-year suspended sentence. The trial may be one of the last to investigate Nazi-era crimes in Germany. Epic Games agreed to pay $520 million to settle allegations by America's Federal Trade Commission that it violated children's privacy and tricked players of Fortnite, its signature video game, into making unwanted purchases. Separately, the European Commission warned that Meta is breaking EU antitrust laws. By giving Facebook users automatic access to its classified advertising service, Facebook Marketplace, to the disadvantage of competing services, it promised to investigate further. China is scrambling to strengthen its healthcare system as COVID-19 spreads through the country. Officials in several cities are building fever clinics at hospitals to treat patients. Five COVID-related deaths were reported on Tuesday. But the true figure is likely to be far higher. State media said the country should return to normalcy within a few months. And fact of the day: one point six trillion dollars, the potential loss in children's lifetime earnings caused by preschool closures during 2020, 
according to UNICEF. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2022 in review, Xi Jinping's greatest test. This week, we are looking back on 2022, today, the year in politics. China's President Xi Jinping had hoped to use the past year to showcase his power, and in October, he did. At the Communist Party's five yearly Congress, Mr. Xi secured a norm breaking third term as party boss. His reshuffle of the top decision making body, the seven member Politburo Standing Committee, elevated loyalists. Gone were any checks on Mr. Xi's deregist economic instincts or authoritarian urges. But what followed in November, when anti lockdown protests erupted around the country, served as a rebuke of Mr. Xi. For months, official media had hailed him as commander in chief of a people's war against COVID 19. Zero COVID was his trademark policy. Yet it proved unsustainable in the face of the highly transmissible Omicron variant. Amid public anger at draconian restrictions and a suffering economy, the government largely ditched its zero COVID policy. Now people are expected to fend for themselves. Low vaccination rates could overwhelm hospitals and lead to a calamitous loss of life. It is a predicament of Mr. Xi's own making. 2022 in Review The Republican Wave That Wasn't. This week we are looking back on 2022, today, the year in politics. High inflation and dissatisfaction with President Joe Biden ought to have been a gift to Republicans in November's midterm elections, yet they barely eked out a majority in the House of Representatives and lost a seat in the Senate. For that, they can thank the Supreme Court's rollback of abortion rights, which energized Democrats, and Donald Trump, whose hand picked conspiracy peddling candidates repelled moderates. Indeed, after their dismal showing, Republicans have increasingly questioned whether Mr. Trump, who faces several criminal probes, should be their presidential nominee in 2024. Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor, has seen his star rise. In Washington, Mr. Biden had a busy summer of lawmaking. First came $280 billion worth of subsidies for semiconductors and scientific research, followed by nearly $400 billion for clean energy. The next two years of his term promised to be much less productive. Divided government will cause legislative gridlock. 2022 in Review Britain's Year of Turmoil. This week, we are looking back on 2022. Today, the year in politics. Three prime ministers and the death of a beloved monarch. In Britain, turbulence was the year's watchword. Boris Johnson's chaotic premiership finally fell apart in July. After wriggling his way out of numerous scandals, he was ultimately undone by his admission that he knew of sexual misconduct allegations against an MP whom he had nevertheless promoted in government. Next came Liz Truss, whose plan for unfunded tax cuts backfired spectacularly. Her 49 days in office won her the ignoble distinction of being the shortest serving and arguably worst prime minister in British history. Rishi Sunak entered Downing Street in October, promising personal decency and sound fiscal stewardship. That his accession brought relief reflects low expectations rather than Mr. Sunak's own talents or lasting unity among conservative MPs. Indeed, the tension remains unsolved between the Tories hankering for low taxes and their habit of making big state promises. 
Moreover, stability is not enough to solve the problems plaguing Britain, low growth, a rocky post-Brexit future, and an acute inflation crisis. 2022 in Review Brazil's White Knuckle Election This week we are looking back on 2022, today the year in politics. It was closer than polls had suggested, indeed the narrowest presidential election since Brazil's return to democracy in the 1980s. On October 30th, Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva, a leftist former president, claimed victory over the far-right populist incumbent Jair Bolsonaro by 1.8 percentage points, just 2.1 million votes. In a campaign marked by mudslinging, both candidates were tainted, Mr. Bolsonaro by his mismanagement of the pandemic and Lula by an old corruption scandal known as Lava Yota, car wash. Lula was convicted of corruption and served a year and a half in jail before the convictions were annulled. Three weeks later, Mr. Bolsonaro challenged the results in court without success. Fears that he may try to block the transfer of power in January when Lula takes office have been allayed. But Lula will struggle to govern a country that is deeply divided. Many Bolsonaristas no longer trust institutions such as the Supreme Court and what they call the mainstream media. Lula will have his work cut out for him. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Tuesday, what Wyoming attraction erupts every one to two hours? Monday. Which musical is based on the story of passengers stranded in Canada after the September 11th attacks? Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Steinbeck, who died on this day in 1968. Ideas are like rabbits. You get a couple and learn how to handle them, and pretty soon you have a dozen. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.